Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. At least I think she's Shelly. Is that you, Brad? <laughs> You're so funny. No, I'm not. I'm funny looking. That's what it is. It's 6.15, uh, Friday morning, TGIF. You know, c- can you believe this is the first Friday of summer, but it's the last Friday of June? Think about that for a minute. First huh. first Friday of summer, last summer of June, last Friday of June, because uh, obviously Friday uh, are actually Sunday night, Summer kicked in officially, and uh, today's the twenty fifth. A week from a week from today will be July third, and here we—I mean, excuse me, July second. Here we go again. Everybody's already got July fifth off. Now you got three day weekend next weekend. You got uh, you know third, fourth, and fifth off. Uh, a lot of people do. You know, I mean, if you don't have if you don't have the 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 you know if you normally work, you know, six days a week, and you get Sunday off. Monday is going to be a holiday. So in other words, you get three days. And it, I had a group the other day that didn't know if we wanted to have a meeting on July 1st, Thursday, because that might interfere with some people's weekend. I'm going like, well, hold on a minute now. You know what I'm saying? It's like when they said this, I'm going like, oh. So in other words, you're going to get Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, and you're concerned that we won't have enough people to get together on Thursday because people will take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. You know, here's the problem. You know what the you know, problem in the United States is right now, Shelley? What's that? Nobody wants to work. <laughs> True. That, I, didn't that change, though, when the Fed stopped handing out dollars? No, it's drive around. You still see. Matter of fact, you know, the ad yesterday that you sent me from, uh, from uh, Curtis Barks, what's the ad for? Have you listened to the ad? No, I haven't listened to the ad, no. It's an employment ad. He's saying, hey, come to work at Complete Auto complete auto Body and Service. Come to work. We need you now. Everybody can't find enough people. Matter of fact, That's true. Matter of fact, I was in a schnooks the other day, and I've already seen them do this in a couple, you know, because I drive all over the place. I've seen them, matter of fact, every once in a while I go into the Wally World down in Chesterfield Valley. There are no more checkout lanes well i think there are two of them left but there's never anybody there everything in chesterfield valley is now at the wally world is now self-checkout so think about that for a minute you got a gazillion they've got if you go in the one area started out like a schnooks it started out there were like six self-checkout things you walk in there's three in the left three in the right okay the schnooks i was in the other day they're taking out six other checkout lanes to expand the self-checkout so when they get done the self-checkout will be like 20 places they started with six now it's up to 20 and why is that and once again i'm not saying anything about it bad against schnooks i'm not saying anything bad against wally world a reason they can't find enough people to be checkers especially if they're open 24 hours a day and b ultimately it saves them money so they're sort of taking a negative and turning into a positive you know what i'm saying and the thing that that worries me about this is like with the fast food industry i said this all along well, you know, when they're when they're the unions are trying to get the, the fast food people the fifteen dollar minimum wage, there comes a point when you're a business owner. Trust me, I know. When if you start doing the math, you go like, "No, hold on a minute now. If they want fifteen dollars an hour, I can buy this forty thousand dollar piece of equipment, and which will eliminate two positions, eliminate two people I have to hire, 
and that thing's paid off in a year and a half, and it's got a 10-year service life. I'm buying that $40,000 piece of equipment. Get what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> and, and pretty soon, you know, already you've got some of the fast food places that still have not gone back to inside dining because why? They make more money not having people come inside. It's well, they pr- probably don't have people to uh, concierge the, the well, lobby. The clean, well, concierge, not concierge. You don't have, there's there there's no C word at McDonald's. There's no concierge at McDonald's. You never know. What are you talking about? Con- they, bring the, they bring the food out. God, that's not a concierge. I'm surprised they don't have you sign something for a tip. A concierge is 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 some who's like sits at a hotel and helps you figure out what to do with your weekend. That's a concierge. I know what a concierge is, Brad. But there ain't no there ain't none of those at, at, at McDonald's. None of them. I know that. I was being sufficious. Sufficious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shelly? Uh, do, you got, do, you, do you got the bottle open already? You already been drinking a little bit this morning? <laughs> no. I, I just always actually, <laughs> Tiffany coined that phrase when uh, she was a little girl. And I'm like, and I kept on saying, are you being facetious? And then she, I guess she looked and saw what it was. And she's like, are you being facetious? <laughs> it was cute. So that's something that has stuck. So no, I am not on the bottle. Maybe you should be. <laughs> Maybe we should both be on the bottle, right? <laughs> I could have a shot of Fireball. Bottle jockeys. I said that one morning. You didn't know what the heck that was. Remember, I said bottle jockey. What? What's a bottle jockey? Is that what it's called? That's what called when you when you drink a lot. You're bottle jockey. Remember, we oh, talked about no, that. No, I don't drink a lot because I don't want a big nose. <laughs> you don't want a big nose. Not, I don't. It's not necessarily a big nose. You just get the uh, what the gin blossom nose. That's what the that group. That's what that's what it's called. Do you know that? What the gin blossoms. That's what it's called. That's if, what what's if, called. If you're if you drink a lot, if you're an alcoholic, and you get on your nose what they call gin blossoms, which are like I think. So I, I'm not a doctor, don't play one on TV, but it's like the blood vessels do something in your nose. For some crazy reason, if you drink a lot, the blood vessels in your nose get weird or they get closer to the skin or they rupture or something like that. And that's why people who drink a lot, who are alcoholic, have what they call a gin blossom nose. You get these little yes. veins in their yes. nose that pop. I did not know that. but Yeah, that's what see? the... That, and that, that was the name of the group, the Gin Blossoms. You know, obviously. Oh, that is so funny. I I never knew that. Yeah, that's there. There's alcohol in their in their background at some point if they know what Gin Blossoms are. But oh, hilarious! That, and they call it Gin Blossoms because when you drink gin, they blossom on your nose. That's what they call it, Gin Blossoms. Got it. Yes. See, see what you get from learn, listening to the show. You learn all sorts of important stuff. You'll be able to go to work today and go, hey, our boss, you know what the problem with his nose is? He's got chin blossoms. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, I I actually would do that. Yeah, I know you would. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I said I know you would. Man, I had an interesting, interesting night. If I told you what happened to me last night and early this morning, you wouldn't believe it. Tell me what happened to you last night I, and early this morning. I can't. I've been sworn to secrecy. Uh boy, but it was just it was just weird. Crazy stuff. You know, I Did mean Did you go help someone? No, 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 no. No, no trees fell on me this week this week. Although <sighs> although I have a bazo- He goes out and he helps a friend to cut down a tree and another tree falls on him and he doesn't even go to the doctor. Well, you know, you got some hey, that's what that's what being a man is about. 
if you're a if you're a, a if you're if you're a if you're a wimp, you you know you break a fingernail and you show up at the doctor. You know if you're a man, you get hit by a tree and you go, hey, it knocked me down, knocked the wind out of me. I'm tough. I'm gonna get up and work again. Yeah, where's the duct tape? Yeah, where's the duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> I, Give me the duct tape. I can I can I can power through this. There's no. Pe- big deal here yeah i've been I've, I've had worse things happen man matter of fact once upon a time i went and saw the kentucky fried movie so i can handle this kind of stuff you don't even it's know like what napoleon dynamite you don't even know no you ever seen the kentucky fried movie no oh my god one of the worst movies ever chick fl- no napoleon dynamite no no total no. waste of my life <laughs> but see once again that is that's an acquired taste because Napoleon Dynamite. I have to. I know it's got like a like a, a you know a, a cult a, following a, like you wouldn't believe. A following under an underground following. Yeah. yeah. Elect Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the interesting part of that that movie is is that is that once again that was a movie that was promoted through the internet. And see, that's how everything's changing. You know, to a certain extent, you and I are dinosaurs. We talk on the radio. It's, we're dinosaurs. But yet, what's crazy about it is, I told you, this is bizarre. Yesterday, I put the, I, I chop up our show and I put it on the podcast. Yesterday, it was up for like, I don't know, half an hour. And there's already 50 hits on the page. I'm going like, wow. You know, I know some people are like, well, only 50 hits? You know, keep in mind, we're like a small local radio station. We're not like, you know, this isn't like Camo X or something like that. I mean, you know, I mean, 50 people, you know, who, who listen to it like in a half an hour is like, that's, you know, that's that's sort of like, wow. You know, and to the point where even me, that sort of blows me away. I'm going like, okay. And more and more, you know, I mean, what's happening in our industry um, you know, I don't know if I, yeah, I've told you this and we haven't talked about this Cox media group, which is a big, um, you know, they own, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Okay. They still, they're, they're another company that got killed by, that got not killed, but nailed by the, uh, by the, um, uh, ransomware deal. COVID-19? No, no. Oh, ransomware? Oh my God. Yes. They're, they're, oh, really? their stations are still all screwed up. Matter of fact, uh, so, some of the stations were out. This is, this is like two weeks ago. I'll look at it when we uh, next break, but I'll look at the update. Uh, most of their streams, you know, like their 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 yes. streaming audio for. I mean, they they've got dozens of radio stations. Most of their streams streams are still down. Their podcasts are still down. I mean, nothing's working because they didn't pay the ransom and everything got screwed up. So they're trying to work around it. Same thing happened with with Intercom, which is now Odyssey. They got ransomware, and you know, same thing happened with them. Knocked a bunch of their stations. Did they up pay? There. I don't know if I don't know if Intercom paid or not. I can't remember. I'll look that up. But you know what's what's interesting about this is is that here's the problem. Okay, the problem what's is the problem, Brad. The, the problem is when when and I'm not, I'm not going to go there because you say it's politics. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to talk what? about. What? I'm not going to go there because you go you go. Oh, he's, he's cutting down Biden again. You know, because no, I wouldn't say that because I don't really care. Well, okay. Here's what when he met with with Putin last week. Yes. He should have looked Putin in the eye and say, hey, Vladimir, I know you guys are screwing with our websites. I know you guys are screwing with, with our you know, ransomware. I know you guys turned off our pipeline and stuff like that. You know what? Stop it. Or there's going to be an ICBM that's coming to Moscow. Got it? <laughs> you know, instead he's like, oh. That's like an idle threat on tile. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you know, once again, there's people in the world. They talk about they talk about a lot of these people in the Middle East, especially a lot of the Muslim countries, that they respect power. And if you don't, if you don't walk into the room and look like you can beat the crap out of everybody, they're not going to deal with you. You know, if you walk into the room like, hey, how's everybody? Hey, beautiful day out today. Sun shining. Boy, I think it's going to be a great day today. They're going to go, oh, my God. This guy's a pushover. But if you walk into the room. You I know, can do that as well. You, you, you pull the pin on a grenade and you go like, okay, guys, are we going to have good talks or do I need to just drop this thing right now? <laughs> of course. <laughs> that I wouldn't do. <laughs> okay. It's, That's something you would do, but no, I wouldn't do I that. I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, according to Joe Biden, if, if you're a citizen, if you heard what he said the other day about, uh-uh. oh, my God, about, you know, the, the gun people are complaining about he's trying to crack down on guns. Because and there's some people. There's a theory in the Constitution that our founding fathers, the reason they allowed us to have guns, is because if the government got too, con, you know, too controlling. Because remember, we fought back against the British. The British were our government. We we picked up arms and fought the British. And the idea they were becoming aggressive, an impressive government. The idea being that part of the Second Amendment, the reason they put that out in there, in there. I don't know. This is controversial. Some people know that's not the reason, but they. The part of the reason was that the reason you want to be armed is if the government gives too controlling, you can take back control of the government. You know, in other words, an armed insurrection, so to speak. So he made the comment that that's not going to happen because of the fact that you'd have to have nuclear weapons or an F-15 to take control of the government. So he's telling the citizens, hey, your guns don't mean anything because we got nuclear weapons, we got fighter jets. You're not going to get anywhere. You know? Yeah. Well, we like, have nuclear weapons. Thanks, Joe. 628. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, 637. Uh, I'm Brad. She's Shelly. And a uh, human out there this morning. Have you been outside so far yet, Shelly? I have. And it, was, it wasn't, it was you know, cut with a knife, take your breath away kind of humid. But it's, it was pretty sporty. It's pushing up there. I think it's like, uh, let me look at it recently. I think it's like 90 plus now. Let's take a look at it. Um, oh, really? Well, it's raining. Well, I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 nasty out there. Uh, supposed to hit a 91 today, so it's going to be steamy. Uh, I'm looking at the forecast. We'll have uh, Jennifer, uh, you know, just Saturday coming up. I'm looking at the forecast. Saturday, tomorrow, 70 percent. Sunday, 70 percent. This is all chance of rain. Monday, 60 percent. Tuesday, 60 percent. Wednesday, 40 percent. Thursday, 50 percent. Rain, 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 rain. Which is unusual. Cause rain, the, rain, 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 rain. Because this time of the year we get into, especially right around Fourth of July, it gets super dry and super hot, and everybody's lawn burns up. You know, but. Not this year. <laughs> we had the other day the high was what, 75, 76, something like that. God, that was weird. Um, yesterday we first started talking about this horrible situation down in outside of Miami, a suburb of Miami, where this condo fell. And I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but man, I thought it was just like the front of the building fell off. Did you see this video of the security camera video? Did you see this? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my God, it's terrible. There's two. There's two wings of this this condo building that collapsed. I mean, it's not like the front, like you know, facade fell off this building. And what's weird about it is, it's like there's like different wings, and you see the security camera, and all of a sudden, one of the wings just like disappeared. And it's not the end wing. It's like sort of like in the middle between the main building and like you know the outside portion of it. It just uh-huh. it just disappears. It's just like bonk gone, like in a flash like that. And then the other section just collapses. And now, you know, originally they said uh, they said one person was dead. 
now, you know, they came out, I think the number they're saying 99. They can't account for 99 people. And think about this. This happened at 1.30 in the morning. So it's not like a lot of people are at work. Most people, if they're not on vacation, you know, or staying with somebody else, at 1.30 in the morning, where are you most of the time? Well, maybe not Shelly because she's still coming back from the east side. But, you know, I mean. Hey, at, man, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to right, do. At 1.30 in the morning, you're home in bed. At least most people are. And um, I, I'm home in bed by seven. Well, I the, the thing that's that's and then what bothers me is here we go again with bad journalism. OK, there was a couple different news sites I went to and they interviewed some guy who was a builder. Well, this is my theory of what he's a builder. OK, he's not an engineer. But the one interesting thing was, which I found sort of interesting, was they said this building was built in 81. So it's 40 years old. And in this part of Florida, they have a 40-year recertification program where they have to go in and recertify the building. They have to go in and inspect it and the whole bit. And it was pretty interesting because they talked about that there's aspects of buildings that were built 30, 40, 50 years ago that are now having problems. And they said one of the aspects of it is if the concrete was made with, you know, because when you mix concrete, you put, you know, all sorts of stuff, in, including sand and and aggregate and you know all sorts of right, you know stuff right. that makes that they said that if the if the the concrete was made from sea sand so in other words from like ocean sand that ocean sand inherently has a lot of salt in it and what yeah. happens is at, you know because Miami you know especially in Florida you get a lot of rain down there and it's humid and you get the combination of the ocean breezes, because this was right off the ocean, this, this uh, condo building, I mean, like maybe a block from the ocean. You get the combination of the ocean breezes, uh, and you get the combination of the water, which, you know, from rains and things like that. Because, you know, like if you, you know, if you've been to Florida, it's like rains almost every day. And yeah, it does. what happens is it, it, it permeates, the, the moisture permeates the concrete and keeps the concrete wet, and the, the, the sand has the salt in it, eats away at the reinforcing bar, the rebar within the concrete, and it rots the concrete from the inside out. And I'm going like, that's interesting. And it also talked about that, and you know, the, the term that I couldn't come by yesterday was balcony, okay? And once again, if you look at this building, it's got these concrete balconies that just jut out from the building, and they have no reinforcement underneath. So there's, there's probably like, it's reinforced concrete with rebar in it, you know? But it's said that one of the problems in that area, that it's typically, at least back then, that they built the balconies on these porches with back, I, how do I put this, negative drain angle. So in other words, think about this. Your house, if you look at the roof of your house, you know, it comes to a point and the rain runs down and runs into the gutters and runs away, right? Hmm. Are, you, are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm okay. trying to think. Okay, the balconies are tilted. The floor is tilted the other way. So in other words, when it rains, instead of the water running, and the reason they do this is they don't want the water to run off the front of the balcony and get on the next person's balcony. The water, they're, they're, they're purposely, the floors of the balconies are purposely made so that the water drains back toward the building. And I'm going, What? And why it, that, did they say why they're doing that? Because then it doesn't run off the front of the building. You know, think about it. If you have a, if you have a flat surface, let's say you have a balcony that sticks out 
three feet from the side of the building. Okay, and it it's 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 tilted so it drains away from the building. Then you have cascades of water that come down from the various balconies. And in other words, your balcony, you know, you know, drops water on the balcony below you and stuff like that. But if you change the angle instead of being the angle being high spot being the the um, you know close to the building and the low spot being out toward the edge you know the edge of the balconies where the water drains off if the water drains toward the building then it goes to the to the to the you know to the the, the building and then it just trickles down the side of the building and they said that that constant you know water on the building once again causes problems with the structure of the building and yeah but nowadays they are built so tight but and this was four years know, ago remember this is 40 year old building and they said the building codes have changed quite a bit because down there they've got all sorts of crazy well i shouldn't say crazy but very stiff regulations for hurricane protection you know the buildings have to be, yes they do they have to be built to withstand 120 mile an hour winds they have to withstand you know all this you know gale force winds you know you know uh, all sorts of crazy stuff and then one of the other problems there's somebody else that come that's that's claiming that's what's happening down there and you know there, there's this big controversy that that florida that you know that the uh, global warming is causing the you know the the ocean to rise you know the sea levels rising uh-huh but there's another theory behind that it's not that the sea level is rising it's that the state is sinking wow because and think about this for a minute there's a gazillion people that move to florida and where do they get the water from you can't get the water out of the ocean they don't have rivers like we have i mean they do have rivers they're not like missouri and mississippi so most of their water is groundwater. They pump the water out of the ground, and as you pump water out of the ground, the ground settles. So in other words, if you're pulling the water out of the ground, the ground has a tendency to settle down. So, I mean, all sorts of crazy things. And, you know, the sad part of it is, and here we go again, um, they talk about, you know, police and firefighters. I saw the video of there was a couple of guys who were walking around the area, just regular, you know, Joe citizens when the building collapsed. And one guy ran over to the building and he saw a hand come out. Now, did you see this part of the video? I didn't. And it was a young boy who was trapped in the rubble. And uh, the firefighters got there within minutes. I mean, was, these guys got on scene like quick. And this guy was up there. Hey, there's a, there's a boy. There's somebody trapped. There's somebody trapped. And they ran up there. And the video is one of the, the people, one of the, you know, just, Joe Citizen, who had their phone, of them pulling this boy out of the rubble, and the firefighter puts him over his shoulder and walks him down off the heap of rubble. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, here we go again. You know, you talk about how the cops are all jerks and the firefighters are all jerks and the first, you know, the the paramedics are all jerks and they're terrible and we I need never to never say that. No, 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 Stop no. I'm it. I'm saying people say that. We need to defend. We don't need police. I don't think they say that anymore like they used to. Bull poo poo. You know, this whole defund the police movement still going. You know, I mean, once again, when the crap hits the fan, or as you say, as what's that? What's the that? defecation contacts the rotary oscillator. When people are running out of buildings that are in fire, or in this case, collapsing, the police and the firefighter and the paramedics are running in. Okay? Once again, what does that tell you about the nature of their job? You know, when everybody else is running away, they're running into danger. And the point being, I saw, I saw this thought to myself, man, these guys got up in that big heap of rubble, you know, which, which what this condo building, and they pulled this kid out, 
it could collapse on them. They don't know. They just showed up, you know, you know what I mean? And yet they risked their life to save this boy. And to me, it's like, wow, you know, I don't care what they say about, about, you know, the police and the firefighters, you know, it's like anything like in the radio business, there's a lot of good people. And then there's you and me, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness! It's six forty-seven. You know, there's the the bad people in the radio business, and, and then there's us. No, there's the good Pure people. Pure as the driven. There's the good people in the radio business, and then there's us. You know, it's one of those things. Like same thing with cops, firefighters, a whole bit. I mean, you know, like your son-in-law. He's a firefighter. He can probably he tell. You, he can probably tell you through the years that there's guys he's worked with. You know, that like eh, that guy's not very good, but it's probably only one or two dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, 6.48, Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning, it's 6.54, it is a, a Friday morning. You know what was announced yesterday by Google? What? They're giving the cookie a two-year reprieve. The cookie? Well, I don't know if you remember we talked about this, that Google, along with Apple, is like changing the way things work on the internet and one of the things is, you know, if you go to a lot of websites, you get the cookie notification. We, right, right, we, right. We use you cookies. And the reason is that, I don't ask me why. You know, once again, the Internet's great. Just when you figure it out, they change everything. You know, it's like you get a new, yeah. you know, you get software and you know how to use it. And then the upgrade comes along and everything's different. Okay. Um, yep. I think they do that just, you know, sort of planned obsolescence kind of stuff. Anyway, they've decided that originally the cookie was supposed to disappear off the internet and it was no longer no longer going to be used for tracking you and stuff like that. Um, it's supposed to happen at the end of this year. Now they're saying they're going to move the cancellation of the cookies till the end of 2023. And the reason for that is so many businesses and so many marketers complain because that's how a lot of times they target you. You know, that's how you get the retargeting. You know, the retargeting, you know, how you go to a website, yes, yes. you look at something, and then, like, over the next day, you get that. Like, let's say you go and look at a piece of clothing or something like that on, like, uh, you know, the uh, expensive clothing sites you go to. And then over the next couple of days, uh, you like everything you look at. If you look at, like, uh, a monkey wrench, you know, oh, Shelly, you didn't, you, you didn't buy this chiffon scarf that you looked at. You know, 24 hours ago. Yeah, you've missed something in <laughs> right. your heart. Right. Yeah. It's still there. You need to check it out. Anyway, they're going to give the cookie a reprieve for, for almost two years. Just about two years. Because like I said, it was supposed to end at the end of 21. Now it's the end of 23. You know, I have to tell you, the whole crazy thing with, with um, we've seen this happen. The crazy thing with the whole um, coronavirus closed down and the fact that nobody wants to go back to work anymore and the fact that how things have changed and the fact that, you know, people are, are uh, buying so much more, more stuff off of uh, the Internet. And I have to tell you, my problem, I've talked about this before, my problem is here at the radio station, I love to be able to buy more stuff locally. I can't find it anymore. You know, there used to be Olive Electronics and Van Sickle and Gateway, all these companies that I could buy wire and, you know, supplies for, for the radio station. They're all gone. They all shut down. And the only places that are left are like Newark and DigiKey and stuff like that. Nothing against them. They're great companies, but it's all out-of-town companies you got to order, you know, overnight. You know, if, if you need it in a hurry, you order it, you know, next day air, that kind of stuff. And to the point where there was a time when, you know, if you need to get something, if you were off the air, or not necessarily us, it was also industrial electronics. Like the guys, if something happened down at, down at, uh, down at uh, Anheuser-Busch, you know, this, you know, one of their automated packaging lines and, and some part went out, they could drive, they could go down the street to Van Sickle, which was right up the street from, from uh, Anheuser-Busch. Gone, not there anymore. 
Matter of fact, you know what it is? They knocked the building down, and it's a, it's a Starbucks. They've paid, paved paradise and put in a parking lot. Sort of sad, you know. Sort of sad. A place that it you, is. you know, that was there. And and once again, the building, the Van Sickle building, was not that old. You know, once again, here in the United States, you know, we get a building that's 30, 40 years old. Knock it down. You know, build a new one. Not like in Europe. It's six. Well, then if when you do, the face falls off of it. <laughs> We're not going to touch that. 657. Westplex 1071. Wow. Let me try that again. Westplex 1071. It's BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Crazy weather this morning. First off, the entire St. Louis metro area were, were oh, covered by a flash flood watch. And uh, there are some flash flood warnings within the St. Louis metro to the west. And if you look at the radar right now, man, it is nothing but heavy activity uh, right now stretching from just east of Kansas City. Matter of fact, it already went through Kansas City and it goes all the way. Matter of fact, Kansas City looks like they're pretty much out of it right now. But if you're driving an I-70 and you leave right now, you're going to have rain from here all the way, almost all the way to Kansas City and some really heavily embedded storms. As a matter of fact, this area of activity right now goes from essentially just east of Kansas City, all the way up into Detroit. And it's one constant, continual, you know, area of heavy rain. And matter of fact, the entire distance between Kansas City and Detroit is under a flash flood watch. So uh, you know what that means, flash flood. That means that when you pull out your camera and you turn on the flash, that when you hit the flash, your, your uh, faucets in your sink all break and water goes everywhere. How'd that work for you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How'd it work for me? Uh, crazy weird weather this morning. So if you're out driving around, you know, I say this all the time. We're not the biggest radio station. And if one of you would have an accident and not be able to listen to the radio anymore, we would lose half our audience. So please be careful out there. Please, please drive carefully, you know? I try to do that because yeah, um, right. people know my car. You try to drive carefully. Yeah, right. I do. Right. And, and, and Hey, 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 hey. You try to drive carefully. Uh, you, know, you know what's happening today? It's sort of interesting. You know, Kamala. Um, you're going to bite my, bite me? No, no, no. Kamala Harris is going to the border today. At least she's. It's about time. She's going to El Paso, which is like, you know, that would be like saying, hey. She's going to Chesterfield. Well, no, yeah, it's sort of like that. That's a good analogy. It's sort of like, let's, let's say there was like, let's say like the governor was is saying, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to travel to St. Louis and find out about all the crime. And he goes to like Ladue. You know, it's like, okay, dude. Yeah. You didn't quite go far enough. You need to go about 10 miles further east, and then yeah. you'll hit the crime zone. It's not in Ladue. It's not in Chesterfield. Although they do. You know what? I have said that before. Me, a lot of things I learned from my days as a police dispatcher. The more affluent a neighborhood is, the more crime they cover up. Because they've got bigger selection to choose from. No, they just don't want it because they, they, they don't want to have the reputation. Matter of fact, if you know what's going this is sort of interesting. I bring that up. We talked about this last week. This is moving forward. There's a real rich area of Atlanta, which actually which is in, in the city of Atlanta, called Buckhead. And is that like, kind of like Peachtree? No, Buckhead's, Buckhead's sort of like Ladue. It's like very high, but, okay. you know, once again, it's actually within the city of Atlanta. Ladue's its own city outside of the city of St. Louis. It's in St. Louis County, but Buckhead is actually a part of the Atlanta, you know, city of Atlanta. And they've had some 
unbelievable crime. Matter of fact, they had one guy just drive through the neighborhood shooting joggers. I mean, literally shooting joggers. I heard, I read about that. Yeah, it was t- it was horrible. He just, you know, as a matter of fact, if if I think I, we talked about this last week that the one poor guy that got shot, he calls nine one one, and the dispatcher says, you know, you know, I, you know, he's oh please, no, no, mm-hmm. he's he's saying he's saying I've been shot, I've been shot, and she says, are you bleeding? And he says, yeah, of course I'm bleeding. You know, like yes, yes, that's what happens when you get shot. Anyway, Buckhead, the residents of Buckhead are trying to essentially secede from the city of Atlanta and form their own city and have their own, you know, city government because they claim that they're not getting the police protection from Atlanta. And, um, you know, it's like, okay, that's sort of interesting. Um, Anyway, I don't know how we got talking about that, Um, talking about crime. Here's, I will tell you something, and I I want your opinion on this. Once again. Do you remember McGruff the crime dog? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he just doesn't get old. Take a bite out of crime. I'm a yeah, I'm going to take a bite out of crime. You know, you don't have things like that anymore. You know, you don't have you fun. You don't. Because you know why? Why? That's politically incorrect nowadays. You can't, <sighs> you can't. No, seriously. You can't remember thinking of all this PC, stuff. PC, PC-ish, hey, hey, PC. Remember, remember, remember. No. Remember the Keep America Beautiful campaign? Where I they, do. Where they had the Indian that had the tear rolled on his eye? I do. And you know the story behind that? No. The guy that played the Indian wasn't an Indian. He was an Italian dude. Okay. Well, thanks for bursting my bubble. <laughs> True story. He was not. <laughs> it was not. An, he was not an Indian. He was an Italian. Oh my God! By the way, Lin Lin Manuel Noriega. Manuel Noriega. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who did. Uh, I do. You know who did? Uh, um, what is it? Hamilton. Dancing with the Stars? No, Hamilton. Hamilton, the Hamilton guy. Not <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Manuel Noriega. Okay. He, he, uh, I, tickle myself. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and you were the only person. Um, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell my dog story. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my dog story this morning, okay, in a minute, which is sort of interesting. But he's taking grief over the fact that in his new movie, it's called, I think it's called In the Heights. You know what I'm talking about? No, but go on. Okay, In the Heights, you know, he's been producing Broadway plays for quite some time, and he's most renowned for Hamilton. But one of his earliest works was called In the Heights. And In the Heights is a story about a neighborhood in New York called Washington Heights. And So st- is this like a takeoff on, um, what is that story where they, the Jets... No, it's it, here. Here, let you, me. You know what I'm talking about? No, let me let me read you this paragraph. Okay. In the Heights is a musical with music and lyrics by Lin Manuel Noriega and a book by Quera Algera Hudas. Can't even pronounce the name. The story is set over the course of three days involving characters in the largely Dominican neighborhood of Washington Heights in Upper Manhattan, New York City. And apparently, what it's about is the area is becoming gentrified. You know, in other words, it's like a bunch of uh, immigrants who are, you know, not. They're doing okay, but they're not financially, you know, knocking it dead. Um, and, uh, you know, hardworking bunch of, uh, you know, local folks. And the area is slowly being taken over by the rich people who are buying the places and, you know, and renovating them and turning them into nice places. And uh, it was uh, originally, it goes back to, I think, 2005. Anyway, uh, since he's been like, a matter of fact, it premiered July 23, 2005 at the Eugene, Eugene O'Neill Theater in Waterford, Connecticut. And it was off-Broadway in 2007, on-Broadway in 2008, U.S. tour in 2009, 
and it had another another tour in 2015. It won a bunch of awards, award for Best Musical, Tony Award for Best Original Score, Grammy Award for Best Musical Show Album, Laurence Olivier Award for Outstanding Achievement in Music, uh, Obie Award. Okay, but nobody ever heard of it before until, and he, until he got very famous for Hamilton. And now they came out with a movie that is called In the Heights, and it's been doing fairly well in the theaters. It's actually, you can actually go watch it, sit in the theater and watch it. Is that an interesting concept or what? He's getting criticized because there's not enough people of color in the movie. I'm going like, oh, hold on a minute now. I mean, it's about, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, he's a dude of color himself. He's, I guess, what you call nowadays brown. Isn't that what he would be considered now, brown? Yes. Okay. But what I find fascinating about this, he's getting, he's getting flamed because of the fact that there aren't enough. And, and I'm going like, and I don't know totally the whole thing. They say there's not enough Afro-Latino people in the movie. And I'm going like, okay, I, I don't quite understand what's going on anymore. I mean, you know, but yet what's funny is I read, <laughs> there was, I can't remember the comedian that said, okay, think about this for a minute. Lin-Manuel Noriega is getting in trouble because of the fact that he didn't have enough Latino, uh, another, another, another peop- enough people of color in his new movie, In the Heights, but yet his, his play of Hamilton was nothing but of color people who played white people. You know what I mean? I do. Because everybody in it, I think there's like, in, in, the, in, the, in the original Broadway production of Hamilton, I think there's one white dude in the entire thing. And he's like, he's like the, the foil. He's like some rich guy. And they, you know, they all make fun of him. And he does some, he does, I've seen, you know, once again, I've never seen it before. And, you know, one of these days, maybe I will, if they make it into a movie. It's not that I don't have any interest in it. It's just that I'm not, I just, I'm not in that kind of stuff, you know? I mean. I do know. Well, I mean, it's just not my cup of tea. You know, I, if I go to the movies or something like that, I want to be entertained. And I'm not, anyway. Anyway, I find it interesting that he's being, you know, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, now think of it as you and, and I as white people. If we complained there weren't enough white people in, the, in, the, in Hamilton, we'd be in trouble. They'd be going, oh, you're terrible. That is a true statement. <laughs> you're racial. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? You, you, you know, because there's this whole thing, this whole crazy thing now. Remember the thing that happened like last year where all these, like the guy who did the voice for, what was it, Family Guy? There's a black dude in Family Guy, and the guy who did the voice for it was a white guy, and he resigned because, oh, he felt that was terrible. And I'm thinking to myself, it's called acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if if you are like you know, pick a movie. You know, Tom Cruise was. I mean, you like Marlon Brando. Well, he was like, they made him into a, a, a an Indian. Well, Tom Cruise was never an F fourteen pilot. You know, Tom Cruise was never. He probably sat there and took off in the fighter jet. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, what you're saying, in other words, what you're saying is, if you have someone who's going to be an F-14 pilot in a movie, you have to have an F-14 pilot. If you have someone who's going to be a banker, you have to have a banker. If you have someone who is like, you know, of of a certain, you know, ethnicity, you have to have, you know, you can't have a, you know, an Italian guy like we talked about, like with the with the. Uh, uh, with the Keep America Beautiful campaign, you can't have an Italian guy be an Indian, you know? I mean, and you go back in and, and some of the old Western movies, you know, there was, I can't remember who it was, there was one actor who was always in the movies as, as an Indian, and he wasn't an Indian. And okay, no, that, back, back then that was okay, but now it's okay. 
I mean, it's not okay. So, I'm, you know, once again, I've been scratching my head. Now, here's my stupid dog story, okay? Okay. Once again, I am not a pet hater. I just think that some people have just taken it to the extreme. And I think that I don't quite understand it. I'll never understand it. I haven't had pets for years. You know, never, when, ever understand. When my kids were growing up, my oldest son, we had a pet for a while. And when we moved, the pet, the dog, just for whatever reason, could not handle the new location. I don't know why. It just freaked her out. It was a her. And it was, it was a rescue dog that we literally found on our front yard. It had been hit by a car, and we sort of nursed it back. They had a broken leg. And I, you know, <laughs> I will admit to doing physical therapy on the dog. So, you know, I did. You know, this, this little puppy got hit by a car, ended up on our front porch, and we kept it. And we kept that dog for a while. Then when we moved, well, for whatever reason, with the new house, the thing just went nuts. And it got to the point where it got to be uncontrollable. I don't know why. So my mom and Did dad... Did you sage your house? No, no. My mom and dad took the dog. And for years, they kept, you know, our old dog. It was called Hopsalot, as we named it, because it hopped around. Okay? So don't accuse me. And my oldest son was born at the time, and, you know, he was around with Hopsalot. Okay? But my other three kids, they would always say, Mom and Dad, we want a dog. And you know what I always tell them? I'd say, if you keep the house clean, we can get a dog. And they, they would never clean the house, so we never got a dog, literally. Every time they came up, Mom and Dad, we want a dog. Yep, fine, no problem. We'll get you a dog. We'll just keep the house clean. You know, is your room's clean? I want to be in because, you know, a dog's going to come in there and, you know, especially a puppy's going to pick up all your stuff and he's going to grab your clothes that are laying on the floor and he's going to, you know, rip your socks up and stuff like that and he's going to chew in your shoes so everything has to be in the closet, everything be nice and neat. Oh, we do not want to do that. Okay, guess what? No pet, no dog. So we never get a dog. Okay, so the other day, one of the places where I drive almost almost on a daily basis to go from one side of uh, uh, an area to the other, I go through a residential area. And it's not like I'm going through a res- residential area that I shouldn't. It's just one of these streets that's a, some, a semi-main street that is a residential street. You know what I'm talking about? I do, it's, but I don't know what you're talking well, about it's, it's, specifically. It's not like I'm shortcutting through a subdivision. You know what I mean? In other words, it's, right, it's, a, right. it's a major street that's a residential street. It's not like a highway. It's not like, you know, 94 or Highway K. It's just like a two-lane street, you know, and, and there's no parking signs on each side, so you can't park on it. So there's a lot of people that drive, and there's a couple stop signs. You drive through, you know, you go from one area to another. So I'm driving along, and I look up ahead, and on my left is a guy, an older gentleman, standing on the left you know, like on somebody's lawn on the left side of the road. There's no sidewalks in this particular area. So he's standing on the lawn, and on the right is a dog. So in other words, I'm driving along, I'm driving down the street, and on the left side is a dude, you know, standing there on somebody's lawn, and on the other side of the street, there's a dog on the lawn, apparently his dog. So as I approach, he starts waving feverishly at me. Like, you know, like, stop, 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 stop. You know, putting his arms, like, with one hand, because he's got... And I didn't realize what was going on. He's putting his one hand, like, stop, stop, stop. He's giving me, like, the stop sign. I'm going, like, in the middle of the block. I'm going, what the hell is this? As I pull up closer, he's got one of those extendo leashes. You know what you call Uh those things? Yes. And the, the leash is across the street. He's got... He's standing on one side of the street, and the dog's on the other side of the street. And the leash, because... It's a little thin, little white leash, and this particular street is like concrete. I didn't see it, you know, because of the fact it's like it's hard to pick up white on white. You know what I'm talking about? It is, yes. And and I'm going like, dude, and I stop, 
and the guy just continues to just let his dog go on the other side and apparently his dog was doing his business on the neighbor's street you know a lawn across the street i'm going like i can't believe what i'm seeing why doesn't he a cross the street or b reel in his dog isn't what those things are for yeah you hit a button and the dog comes back like you know like you know like, like you know like the, the there's some of those that have like engines on it and you push a button and the engine kicks in and it just yanks the dog back like real fast yeah people people have um said on occasion that I am like a puppy on a retractable leash. Well, but get what I'm saying? I mean, why would you have... I do, Why actually. would you have <laughs> the retractable leash go across the street and... You shouldn't. ...be upset when somebody's driving along the street? You know, like, I'm thinking, okay, I just... And the guy, I stopped, and the guy's yelling at me. You almost hit my dog. You almost hit my dog. I go, first off, I didn't come any close. I stopped, like, you know, 30, 40 feet away from the leash. You know, because after, like, you know, and, and when I got close enough, I realized what was going on because I saw, you know, he was only waving with one hand. I saw the leash in his other hand. I thought to myself, is that guy got his dog on a leash and the dog's on the other side of the street and the leash is across the street? Now I got a little closer and go, yep, that's what it is. And it was one of those, it wasn't a very big dog, so it was a little tiny. You know how some of those retractable leashes are like big monster things? Yeah. It was a little tiny thing. And, like, the leash wasn't like, it was just like a like a thin little like a thin little, like, you know, almost like a, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Like a thin, thin, like, piece of wire. You know, it wasn't like some of them were, like, flat. You know, they had, like, a flat thing on them. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes, yes. I didn't see it. He gets all mad at me. I'm going like, okay, dude, whatever. Why didn't you take a picture and put it up on Facebook? Well, at the time, you know, I'm, it's like, it's like it sort of took a minute for it to sink in, go like, okay, why is this guy doing this? just didn't make any sense but what do i know right and did you stop and ask him no he yells at me and then and then and then slowly but surely he reels his dog in from across the street and then he walks away i'm going like okay whatever and once again we're not talking about an area and i don't want to make it sound like i'm driving i'm flying through like like shelly she'll shortcut through subdivisions and she'll do 60 70 miles an hour in residential streets i'm not that is so not true <laughs> I'm not doing you need that. to take that back i'm not doing that this is a <laughs> an area that has a lot of traffic i would probably say there's probably i don't know three four five thousand cars a day on the street you know which is for residential street is is a lot but yet it's to the point where and it's very common for you to go from one area to the other on the street. You know, and once again, it's not like a, a, a subdivision where you go in and you, you know, you, you come in, you go in, it doesn't take anywhere. You just drive around the subdivision, come back out the same way you come in. This is like an area where you transit from, from one area to the other in the street. Anyway, I just thought it was like, okay, you know, dude, you know, maybe you need to take the, the dog class or something like that. Cause to me, the I dog class, Well, you know, it's called the human class, the human class. Because that's what we lose. Which we're not a member of. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. It is 727. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. We are on a two. Uh, uh, well, no, no, excuse me. Westplex 107.1. I, I slipped up. Um, <laughs> two websites, what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> Westplex 1071.com and also BS in the morning. Show are two websites. Um, Boy, bad news coming out of Florida. This is getting really bad, and I think it's only going to get worse. They now have confirmed death of four people in the uh, condo collapse, and now they're saying there's more than 100 are still missing. So, man. And they don't think it was on purpose? 
No, they think it was structural. You know, I don't. They don't think. Do they really? Yeah, they, they're, there's nobody said anything about terrorism or anything like that yet. I I think it sort of. There's there's some interesting. You know, it wasn't in, one of Trump's places, was was it? No, this is one of these beachfront. Um, you know, they, they've had. And look, I'm not trying to cast dispersions on this, but they've had issues with some of these beachfront places that have been built because the building codes have changed through the years. Yes, they and, have. And part of the reason is building codes evolve through experience. You know, if there are certain things that happen to a building over a period of time, they they change those things. Now, I am in favor of a lot of those things, but sometimes I think they get ridiculous. You know, sometimes you see some of these building codes, it's like, okay, why in the world are they doing this? Like, for example, uh, in California, which is, we don't have this in, in, in the St. Louis area or in a place in the Midwest, but now when you build a house in California, the reason that new housing is super expensive in California is that all the walls in a residence have to be what they call sheer walls. You ever heard this term before? Wind shear? No, just a sheer wall. So in other words, like in most, most houses, when you build a house nowadays, if you go in there building the house, they do the framing and then they put the drywall on top of the, the two-by-fours, right? Right, okay. yes. In California, you have to put in three-quarter-inch plywood over the, um, our OSB, three-quarter-inch plywood, our OSB over the two-by-fours. Then you put on the drywall. And the reason for that is that if you put the um, plywood over the two-by-fours, it creates a stronger wall that the wall won't collapse longitudinally, if that makes any sense. In other words, in other words if you think about it, if the two-by-fours, let's say you have a wall of two-by-fours, and, and let's say you know there's 16-inch on center and there's a bunch of two-by-fours, if you get at the end of that, row of two by fours and you'd like let's say push it with like a tractor the two by fours are all going to tilt and the wall's going to collapse get what i'm saying yes okay but if you put heavy duty plywood on there the two by fours won't tilt they won't shear because they're being held up by that piece of plywood and not by the drywall because the drywall is just going to break you push uh-huh. the wall like that and the idea behind that is that when you have shaking effects of of an earthquake that the wall will bounce up and down and it'll also bounce left and right so if it bounces left and right and there's no shear wall protection the wall will collapse but if you reinforce that wall with like osb or plywood the wall has more uh, a tendency to not collapse under left-right motion if that makes any sense not vertical or not you know essentially it's 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 lateral motion and it's super expensive because remember i told the story last week i went to the hd and bought two or no four two by fours and a piece of seven sixteenths inch osb which isn't even a half inch osb it's not no uh-uh. with, with tax it was almost ninety dollars the two by fours were I think $8.95 a piece, and the piece of OSB was like 46 bucks. I'm going like, holy crap. I mean, like, this is unbelievable. Like I said, with tax, it was almost, it was, I think it was over $90. Anyway, um, they changed the, the building codes as we go through years, and they make things, you know, more structurally sound. There are certain things that you could get away with, and that's the problem a lot of people have nowadays selling their house is that like if you know some of the areas depending upon what city you live in what county things like that if you try to sell your house they won't approve 
of the sale or they won't, you know, if you need an occupancy permit, they won't give you an occupancy permit until you bring it up to code. You've heard that. People talk about, you know, like there's a thing with hot water heaters. Right now, there's a new code, I think, in most of the area right now. You have to have an expansion tank. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Okay. On a hot water heater, if you get a new hot water heater, they put a tank, which looks like a small tank. It goes above the water heater, and what it's designed to do is it's a design to, it's like a safety measure, and it's also like a functional measure, and it's designed to handle the hot water more efficiently, and it, there's all sorts of crazy reasons for it. But if you buy a house in some areas now, and if you don't have an expansion tank, they won't approve the sale of the house. We must have one in this house. I never thought about that, but it's a little baby water heater, and I thought it just went to the jacuzzi. No, it's not. A, it's 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 something that usually, you, if you see it in a house nowadays, typically they're bolted to the floor. I mean, they're bolted to the to the you know like to to the to the stringer above. If like it's back in your utility room, if you got like a basement, yeah. it's a small tank that's maybe a foot long and maybe ten inches in diameter, and it's it's plumbed into the to the to the hot water heater. But that's, okay. and, and like, for example, you go to some of the older houses, the real old houses don't have grounded outlets. And true, you have to have, matter of fact, my, my one son, get this, I didn't, didn't tell you this. My son lives down in Florida, bought a house. All, oh, he did? All aluminum wiring. <laughs> all, did he search that out for you? No, 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 no. It's just by coincidence, just that, you know, and the house was built like in 69 or something like that. And he has to have it all replaced. 90, yeah, he does. 90, Are you going to go down there and do that for him? No, it has to be done by an electrician. $9,500 to have all the wiring redone, completely redone. Every piece of aluminum wire, and they make you take it out. Down there in Florida, he says that they make you remove the aluminum wiring in some, in some spots. They actually have to you know, chop into the walls and, and pull up the, yeah. you know, the, the staples off the, the aluminum wiring, you know, the, the Romex, and pull it out of the walls. So anyway, um, anyway how do we get sidetracked? Think of down in Florida. Um, yeah. The building code. I'm so proud of him. Aren't you proud of him? My son? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's you know, you know he's, how do I put this in, in fatherhood terms? Um, you mean non-birthing person terms? Yeah, no, excuse me. I'm, you're, you're correct. I, I screwed up. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as fatherhood anymore. It's non-birthing personhood. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. How do I put this in non-birthing personhood terms? You know, there were times with all my kids where there were bumps in the road, you know? Yes. And I look back on that and I think to myself, God, that was challenging at times. Now I look at it and for the most part, you know, my youngest son has got some health issues, which unfortunately I, you know, I do what I can to help him out with it. And it's very frustrating to me to see what has to go through because I keep saying, you know, if he had parts that I needed, I'd let him have it, if that made any sense. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, but he's not... It's not that kind of an issue he has. Anyway, um, you know, I'm proud of all my kids, you know, and to the point where, you you know, have they, have they grown up exactly like I want them to? No, but of course, you know, I wanted them to be the next president of the United States. I wanted my daughter to be, you know, like super achiever and that's not her life. She was headed that way. She took a detour, but you know, once again, one of those things. Uh huh. I think that 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 you know youth. What's the old saying? Youth is a terrible thing to be spoiled, to be ruined, uh, to be uh, wasted on the young. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway. By the way, uh, what can, can I get something off my chest? Please. You're going to cringe when I talk about that. Probably. This is 
I, I am, I'm tempted to start doing this next week. And I talked about this earlier. I'm what's that? I'm so frustrated what's happening with my, my industry, the radio business. I'm so frustrated by this. There's some new people coming in. Um, Tracy Ellis, real estate lady, is buying a bunch of radio stations. And I, I wish her well. And, you know, Jeff Allen. Jeff Allen's supposedly putting on it. And everybody's doing, all of a sudden, here in the St. Louis area, we essentially have, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh's no longer in KMOX, so that's not a conservative station. They put Dave Glover on KMOX. So it's no longer a conservative. KMOX is no longer a conservative radio station. The only conservative radio station on the dial right now is 97.1, okay? There's going to be six more conservative stations pop up within the next two, three weeks. Six. You think so? Oh, I know so. Six of them. You don't think that they're going to be putting um, a different format on a couple of those? Nope. Six radio stations are going to be all conservative talk radio. And I guess what bothers me about this is that no one is looking for new talent. Everybody's going with the same old guys. It's sort of like in St. Louis with sports radio. You got, you know, what's his name? Who's the guy who's always getting in trouble? Um, you know, the guy that, that was going to uh, sue me until I was penniless years ago. Sue you until you were penniless? The guy, that, the sports guy. Kevin Slayton. Kevin Slayton. Kevin, oh, Kevin he was going to sue you? That's a long story. Kevin Slayton. Um, <laughs> I've never met him. Well, some people would say you're lucky. Anyway, Kevin Slayton is a guy that he's bounced around the St. Louis sports radio thing for years. He's on KFNS. He's on 1380. He's on the guy. He's on the woman. He's here. He's there. He bounces around. Okay. It's the same people just bouncing around from all the sports stations. And the same thing's happening in talk radio. It's the same people. Jamie Allman's on this station. Now he's going to be on one of Tracy's station. And what's sad about it is there's so many incredibly talented people that are coming up that are doing talk, so to speak, not necessarily conservative talk, but doing talk. And you know what the sad part of it is? They want, no. n- they want nothing to do with radio because they see that they can make more money, have more freedom, and essentially have more of a, of a future in podcasting or YouTubes. Like, for example, uh-huh. James Strong, who you and I both know. Yes, love an, him. An incredibly talented talk show guy. And I mean, good human. A really good guy. But just got sort of ticked off by the fact that he got sort of like treated like a second-class citizen. And, I mean, a fascinating guy. Here's a guy who travels the world on a weekly basis. He would be on his show. He did a Saturday show on a radio station. Well, that's your remain nameless. And mm-hmm. he would talk about, well, this week I was in Indonesia. And he would tell stories about how he, the hotel he stayed at and... And I was always fascinated by it. He would tell stories about, you know, being in Russia. And he'd tell stories about being in, you know, in, in France and Bulgaria and places like that. And I'm going like, damn, this guy, you know, has incredible. And he, and he always had sort of a story that revolved around his trips, which sort of brought it back to the United States. And he would always sort of bring it around like, hey, we take this for granted. In Bulgaria, you know, you couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. And it sort of made you feel like, wow, I didn't realize that. You know, and, and guys like him, he got chased off the radio because of the fact that, well, yeah, we don't like him anymore. We're going to put music on. And my point being is, like what's happened with, with talk radio, it's the same guys just get recycled. You know, Dave Glover moving him from 97.1 over to CamoX. Take Mark, you know, Reardon and put him from CamoX on to 97.1. Take Jamie Allman and put him on Tracy's new station. There's all sorts of fascinating people out there. And we've had him some of them on the air. Remember, remember, yes, the, we have. remember the guy we, we had, like, for example, the history guy, 
Lance Guy. Yes, you liked him a lot. Fascinating guy. You know? Yeah. I mean, fascinating guy. Could do an excellent talk show. Dan Wisentowski, the guy who was who did the uh, the podcast American Skyjack. Remember him? Yeah, I do. I just contacted him the other day because of the fact that that remember they they said that most of those interviews that on American Skyjack are a wonderful podcast if you want to listen to it and a lot of it revolving right around here in St. Louis and involving Alan Barklage of all people. There's one whole episode all about Al- Alan Barklage. Um and they're trying to turn that into a movie because most of the interviews were done on video. They just stripped the audio off for the podcast. But he says because of the pandemic, things just sort of has not gone anywhere. Um, the guy we had on from Chicago, can't remember his name, um, is his, he runs a YouTube channel called Legit Streetcars. Fascinating guy. But yet nobody in the radio business would give those guys a chance because they're not radio people. You know, they're but I not, thought radio people that are in charge liked not radio people. Well, that's Jeff Allen. Jeff Allen doesn't. Jeff Allen, who ran 97.1 for a long time, would not hire radio people. And like, look at the look at 97.1. J- uh, Mark Cox, Mark Cox is a TV guy. Annie Fry, who does the midday show, she is a um, a computer lady that they turned into a talk show host. The afternoon guy, Dave Glover, an attorney. Jamie Allman talk show host used to be in 97.1 until he got fired jamie allman he was he was a a news reporter for channel four and the sad part of it is is that you know who the real the real talent in the radio business is who you could turn into talk show people who djs that's true because you know who the most talented radio talk show person ever was think about that for a minute he just died um larry no, not Larry King. Rush Limbaugh, okay? Oh, yeah, Rush. You know, people make fun of Rush, and, and once again, I have a certain uh, you know, uh, kinship to Rush because he started out as a DJ, and he learned the radio business, and he learned an a important thing, which I violate all the time, called economy of words. He can say something very succinctly, you know, um, you know create, uh, communicate a tremendous thought to you in very few words. And not only that, he was funny. Near the end, he wasn't as funny as he used to be because he was an entertainer. That's what DJs are. They try to entertain you. But yet, what do you have right now? You have politicians, Tim Jones, you know, who's a big talk show guy, and, and you know, all these politicians, you know, Bill Eigel, who's going to do, be doing a talk show on Tracy's new station, politician. You know what? Enough of the politicians. We don't need any more politicians. Rudy Giuliani's got his law license taken away. Did you see that yesterday? No. Rudy Giuliani had his law license suspended in New York. God, how sad that is. Anyway, my phone's dinging. Somebody's probably complaining about me already. (laughs) She's probably saying, please quit um, promoting other stations. Why? We should. See, that's the other thing that's stupid about our business is, is... you know, we talk about Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, but yet we will never say, hey, you know, 971's got a really good uh, evening guy. Or, you know, they've got a weekend guy who's really good. You know, you should be listening to 971 right now because Mark Cox is talking about something really interesting. But yet we won't do that because they're our competition. But our competition is no longer radio. Our competition is everything. Our competition is podcasts. Our competition is is cable TV. Our competition is YouTube, is Twitter, is Facebook. That's who our competition is right now. And yet, what do we do? We promote our competition. But yet, we don't really promote our other 
brethren in the radio business, which has just gotten me crazy. But what do I know? Drawback two and punt. Oh, look at seven fifty. We have to thank our sponsors. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Is that guy mean or what? Shut up and dance with me. Would you dance with a guy who came up to you and says, "Shut up and dance with me"? No, I'd probably kick him in his knee. <laughs> just in his knee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're way behind. Say goodbye. Bye. Well, you got to do the sponsors. I'm so. Oh, so you didn't mean say goodbye. Um. Just shut up and dance with me, Brad. Okay, so Angie Harness Consulting, thank you so much for sponsoring us. She's powered by Keller Williams Chesterfield. She's a senior specialist and um, a sultry minx. Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse, and um, he is he's the best as far as his food goes. Try the coconut shrimp. Jeff Lang, jefflang.com, uh, uh, American Family Insurance, that's who he's powered by, and... American Family Insurance. Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive. He doesn't have his own tag, his own, um, what's that called? <laughs> jingle. Jingle. That's it. He needs, I'm going to, I'm going to click. Caleb, you need a new jingle. We'll give him, anyway, we'll I'll, give him I'll a jingle tell him that. Tell him that. Yeah, okay. Is that it? That's it. So, guys, thank you so much for letting us be on the air one more day. And it's Friday. Enjoy your last weekend in June. 7.30, uh, excuse me, 7.58. Peace.